This is Chase, and you're tuning into Ronald's Theories Podcast. Season 1, Episode 2, Death. We call it death. We call it passing. We call it eternal oblivion, right? Execution, expiration, curtains close, end. Hello, hello, 5430. I'm your host, Chase, and this is Ronald's Theories Podcast, man. Welcome. It's the first full-length joint, season one, episode two, technically, and we're going to talk about death, the aspect, the confusion of it, why it exists, and the ultimate it's the ultimate question of our moralities, you know. But what is death? It's essentially a transition between this reality into something else. People believe it's heaven or hell or a reincarnation, perhaps, and to a sea turtle. Or your soul drifts into a void of energy and you're floating around and you're not being anything. You're just there. You're just being, which is partly the aspect of why, um, we shouldn't be scared of it, but most of us are. I can definitely say that even though I know that it's coming for me and all of us at some point in some way or another, when I'm, if I'm in a situation where I'm faced with it and I'm slowly disintegrating from my existence, I'm not sure how I will act. Um, Watching a YouTube video recently about this philosopher who was very heavy into, he wrote a book about death. It was actually called Death. And I'll have to look up his name. But you can, it's easy to find. He was, there was a YouTube video on it. And his grandson made the video. It was just very interesting. He talked about how his wife was gone and a part of him was already gone. He already felt like he was drifting away. And he felt that writing all of these books that he had in his, in his life, that he had understood everything. But the one thing that he didn't understand was death. And when he knew that he was facing it soon, he started to appreciate more of this reality he was describing trees as if they had like a breath full of beauty and even in winters when the world looks like a white blanket covering your eyes and you can't see too much it's still filled with a lot of possibilities so even though and even people who have a very extensive researched understanding through their own religion or whatever it may be of what death could be they're still very 
very much mystery there. And I like the aspects and the theories and the possibilities of what could happen. If there is as such an afterlife, that would be intriguing. But I'd like to prepare myself as well in case there is nothing on the other side. And that's pretty dark, but seriously, if there's nothing over there, it just makes me a little bit more grateful to be on this earth. And many of you probably know this dude named Gary V. I don't really listen to him too much, but there was this one video that I saw. He was discussing about how the chance of you even existing and being born of all the thousands of sperm cells that were racing to the egg on that given day. And then you being born, you're like a walking miracle, uh, essentially. It's like one in 10 trillion chance of you even being born. So I am very grateful. And religion is just very interesting when it comes to the aspect of giving people promise and purpose and confidence for their good deeds and the point of them. There's argument to suggest that's why it even exists, and there's not a lot of evidence that there was a Jesus or the great Buddha from, or, you know, the Quran beliefs, any of it, any of it really that it was all created to help adults be better adults <laughs> in a society. And I mean, it's, I'm in no position to say which, which way I would sway. I'm just intrigued by all of it. And if there is a such a reason, and there was a Jesus that came down here and a God created plagues upon people. It's just, it is very interesting, regardless of if there is an afterlife full of bliss or hell or not. I like heaven and hell as an idea as well. If you're put into a place depicting upon your actions and deeds towards people and how you lived your life. That seems pretty fair. If you were given a life that wasn't very happy and not as fortunate as others were, and you were still treating people with kindness, maybe you were gifted on the other side. You know what I'm saying? And if these people who aren't in an environment that they think is fair, third world countries, for an example, which should be given a little bit more consideration and materials, we all should just pay more attention to that type of stuff. But if they're given a reason to be a good person, it would perhaps give the outcome of you know, less hatred, wars, crime, etc. And then there's 
Reincarnation, which is pretty cool. There's a lot of other ones, but Reincarnation is just another one that sticks out to me because it is a cool idea. Like, if you reincarnate into a sea turtle. I mean, and also, is there a... Like, do you, when you reincarnate into this sea turtle or this this little piglet or a New Zealand glowworm, uh, do you keep... You wouldn't keep your brain, right? You wouldn't keep your memories. It's just your soul that's transferred into this other being. But who knows? I mean, they've made movies like The Prodigy, where the serial killer is like inside of the the baby when it's born. It's super weird. But if I'm reincarnating into a butterfly and I only think like a butterfly, but I didn't know that I used to think like a human being, if that makes sense, that would definitely be very blissful, but kind of scary (laughs) like almost any other animal besides us are fighting for our survival and there are some humans too that fight for their you know basic needs they're like seriously struggling and need to just find food somewhere which is crazy to think about considering the world that some of us live in with wi-fi getting the newest iPhone but if I was in a butterfly and I only thought like a butterfly it would give me bliss just to seem free perhaps but a butterfly just thinks and most animals that are you know lower level consciousness man they just think about shitting reproducing and like surviving you know eating and stuff the higher level ones like mammals and primates and elephants, monkeys, etc. They're and dolphins, they're all higher up there. They're more complex. So depending on when where what animal you would reincarnate into, you'd have a different experience. I'm not sure if those higher functioning animals even think about their morality and their death like as much as we do, but I don't hear of any cases of any animal killing themselves from thinking so much about stuff, you know? Because us as humans have just surpassed so far into caring caring about, you know, what we're going to eat next that we've developed a consciousness and it's super strange to think about that we think about death you know some some astrophysicists and philosophers say it's always been there since the beginning but some say that it's developed because we have just evolved into this society and so we actually have time to think about ourselves and our brain but i'm going off on a tangent i'm going off on a tangent the main thing that i was that i was trying to go with is If I was to die and I knew that I was a human before into this other animal, it would be cool for, it would probably be very, you know, wonderful for for a good amount of time. But putting myself in their shoes, knowing how much that they go through, 
at a human hand and just surviving like off of all of the predators that you're vulnerable to because they don't have a house like us they don't have weapons or anything like that it's just them and whatever defense mechanisms they have I would be like damn like I would just be very grateful to be a human so I would prefer not to reincarnate after all that's said and done <laughs> that whole that whole section was me to come back here and say I would not I would rather not reincarnate unless I didn't have the knowledge that I was a human before. Um, but then it's just still weird to think about. And then there's the question too, is human death experience the same as an animal death as well? Because we were quote unquote gifted or were different, evolved from the consciousness levels are we going to the same place as these animals or are we into a higher realm, if you will? And because of animals, well, like what I said, being not as mentally complex, does that give us the right to be superior? And does that make us unique enough in the universe and whoever controls it to put us in a place of higher stature. Humans are compared as individuals, bring one human up to a, a high functioning mammal or primate or a dolphin or any, any animal that you can think of and we're not really the the strongest at all. We're not the fastest. And even in some ways, when it comes to intelligence, some of them match us, like, emotionally. So the reason why humans are so successful and why I'm so grateful to be one is because we're just... We're not the best at everything, but we're a social symbol of us, of any species that has ever existed. We are like the social symbol and the most successful. But because of that, when you're a social species and you have a community of people and you can adapt because of that, you're going to take over the world. And that's exactly, you know, like what we did. So... In a good way and in a bad way, for sure. As an individual, humans cannot match up to all these animals, man. We would die, for sure. Like, even, even though we're very powerful and abuse that power, we can be taken down, man. Humans are meant to become extinct. Death is inevitable. Like, it's a disease. Aging is a disease, the, what's happening in Africa right now, what's happening in Africa is there's like millions of locusts that are <laughs> attacking crops and stuff, and they can't be stopped, man. The only thing that you can do is just wait until they leave. So it's just it's just a an example. And then like with the, with the, with the virus scares and stuff like that, I'm grateful to be one, but to try to give those as examples we can't be 
undermining and thinking that we're superior to death. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to happen, man. We got to appreciate life and stuff for real. (laughs) But, and locusts are crazy, man. Locusts are, locusts are fucking grasshoppers, bro. That like in a, in a dry season and don't take my word for this. I know it's something like this. Okay. So they like in a dry season, they all come together for moisture and their legs rub together and it creates this chemical in the air and it changes their biochemistry to like these like psychotic eating frenzied creatures it's so weird and they fly so fast and they fly they can fly for so long it's yeah it's it's insane it's like light and day the difference between a grasshopper and a locust is light and day but they're the exact same creature it's so weird man also a little tidbit a little sneak bit on that i just thought of that's a good example too of millions of locusts coming together even though they're the exact same thing as a grasshopper which resembles this calm, peaceful, small amount of eating creature into a swarm of insanity. It's the same thing as humans, man. Like, that's why we can, even though we, God, how do I describe this? We have the potential to be so great, and we are very great, and we can be, but we do the worst of things possible as well. So that's also just a little analogy for that. But okay, back to it. But anyway, that's a little, like, that's the difference, though, between animals and versus us, humans. And humans are animals, too, but we've become so evolved that we've just, and maybe it's part of our evolution to detach ourselves. I'm not saying that it's a good thing. I'm not even saying it's a bad thing right now. It's just a cycle of life. Like, we've detached ourselves so much from the animal aspect and not intentionally, it's just we've been given so much so much convenient machines that we we don't really see ourselves as animals anymore because we're so intelligent. We're more thinking creatures about like other stuff. It's super weird than our own survival. And most animals think about survival. They don't think about the stuff that we think about. You know what I'm saying? Or else they'd be probably killing themselves too, to be honest. Super deep. But if immortality, you know, if immortality is is a possibility, which it, it is for sure. There's this Chinese scientist that created these damn twin babies from stem cells and he got fired for it. I think he went to jail or something like that. Soup, yeah. Super crazy. Did you hear that? I just slapped my thigh. Um, and people are, yeah, like undermining that and like hiding that, shaming that, which is weird to think about. It's like, that's just super weird. We don't want to know about that. You know, we should all be going through the regular cycle of life and not quote unquote cheating God or whatever you want to call it. Whatever universal being you want to believe in. Which is understandable, right? I mean, the course of life is you live for X amount of years, months, days, and then you move on because that's how 
you're meant to exist. Uh. Excuse me. Um, and if you were to live on, man, forever, or maybe you could choose when to die, that's an interesting, intriguing subject, but if you were to live on for a long time, you'd see everybody you knew and loved die, right? And history is forever repeating itself. I mean, humans change and evolve, but over a very slow period of time. When people say, you know, people don't change or yeah, people change. I mean, they do and they don't because, and this is my opinion, because they'll change, but it just takes them a long time to change a behavior that they were conditioned into. Now, us changing, though, compared to other animals that have gone extinct, we're definitely better. But our time is going to come where we just can't adapt to a situation and we're going to become extinct, period. That's just how it's going to go. So we can change. But with that said, you'll see things repeat itself. You'll see war after war. You'll see the same thing happen over and over again with like human behavior and things taking over. And that's, that's like kind of miserable, man. I mean, you see it all the time in like these movies about vampires and stuff or whatever person that was immortal and they hate their life, (laughs) you know? Now, if we could create like a cyborg, you know, a deeper one than we already are, because we definitely are cyborgs. Like I don't walk out of my house without a machine in my pocket. Um... Maybe you don't think as much about family and love and compassion, and then we just go on and be these mindless machines running shit. That could be a sign of immortality or machines taking over, but it could be like machines and humans taking over, like fucking iRobot with Will Smith. You guys ever seen that? That movie used to scare me, to be honest. And it, I don't know when that movie came out, like 2004, 2005? And they did a really good job with, like, portraying these humanistic-looking robots. Yeah, it was super weird. Super weird. But you guys should watch that, though. I'm not going to talk too much about it. Um, There was this... There's also this guy. His name's Rupert Sheldrake. And he talks about consciousness. And I'm transitioning into this because I just thought about how the consciousness in a robot possibly, and then the consciousness compared to just regular humans. If there's like a bit of our consciousness in there, then there's a possibility, you know, that we're still there presently in the, in the world. And if you guys watch that movie, I robot, you'll know what I'm talking about. Cause there's this robot. Yes. Yes. That's all I'll say. There's this robot period cliffhanger Rupert Sheldrake has this theory that consciousness is all around us it's in the air it's in the universe and the earth has its own consciousness as well so it's like a hierarchy of consciousness um kind of like the hierarchy of needs and it starts from the top where like space and universe kind of like coincide with it like they're together kind of like time and space And then as it trickles down, it gives more and more consciousness into the planets, the solar system. And he says this because we look at the solar system and how it's like a perfect mechanism that is not flawed. It's like impeccable. There's nothing 
that can be broken in there unless something like a meteor or something comes and like wrecks a planet. But the way that it was set up originally is perfect. And we don't know who created it or what created it exactly. Um, and it trickles down into solar systems. It trickles down into planets. It trickles down into the grass. It trickles down into the animals and then into us. So that's why every animal does have a certain level of consciousness, but they don't have all five like we do. Gorillas and primates, they can have the five levels if it's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's given, right? It's like forced per se, but forced is like a negative connotation. Like in experiments, they've found out that gorillas are capable of the five levels of consciousness, but they're just not there yet to do it by themselves which is super interesting to think about because I did also hear that they're in the stone age right now. It's like, we're looking at history presently. Super weird. And it trickles down into us. And so the reason why humans have evolved and gained more consciousness is because we were so intelligent in the grand scheme of community and adaptability and gave ourselves this higher thinking. So we were able to tap into a higher consciousness that other animals didn't have. So he says, because of that, when we die, our consciousness slash soul is transferred into the universe and used as energy for it, perhaps. Like we're, we're not a creature. We're not a, a, you know, a body with skin. We're just like energy, matter, and consciousness floating into the... If you feel like you have a purpose too, man, uh, exorbit that exorbit that energy. I think... Am I using that word right? Exorbit that energy. <laughs> I ended up using that word wrong after I looked it up, but it's okay. We're just going to keep it in there. Into your passion, you know? Don't be arrogant and put yourself on a pedestal like it's going to be given to you. It's it's sincere drive that what makes people successful unless you're one of the people that it was given to you, you know. And then if you're one of those people that feel like on top of the subject that we've been talking about, because death is eminent, so you're a little bit more carefree about life and what to do, which is a good thing. It's just don't go down that path of doing crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's a very, it's a much easier road to succumb to the evil in the world and commit crimes and do, do crazy dumb shit, man. And it's understandable because it's more, it's, it's just, it makes more sense. Why? Because so many of us deal with a lot of negative things, but if you're that type of person, then I'm talking to you, transform that carefree energy into bringing joy to people and excitement to people and just being contentment with your deeds, your positive deeds. You know what I'm saying? Nobody needs to do something extravagant or significant to be great in their environment and your reality. So there's those, you know, it's those two types of people. There's, there's all types of people, but those are the main two who like feel like they really want to do something great. And then the ones who they're content. And as long as you feel content, that's all that really matters. But to keep that feeling, because happiness is a temporary emotion, so don't strive for happiness, strive for 
your joy in doing deeds for people, for yourself, and try to mix it up, you know? Do something, just do something for yourself and do something for people as well. But like I said before, I wanted to like make that fact or make that prominent in the message. Don't lean towards the the dark road because that's it's just very easy to do. It happens all the time. Thank you for tuning in, you wonderful, beautiful people, to Ronald's Theories Podcast. We're going to have weekly episodes coming up. I love you. I appreciate you. Peace. Thank you.